My name is Nithya, and I could not be more excited to kick off our first interview in Chai for Thought, a podcast where we will tell the stories and backgrounds of founders under the broader umbrella of Chai Capital, the premier South Asian venture fund. It's only fitting, I think, that for our first interview, we speak to Kriti Segal and Krish Nakbal, the two co-founders on the fund, how they came together as a team, the key areas of opportunity that they're tackling as they raise their first fund and their mission behind starting Chai. Thank you for being here today. They're both a little bit sick, so extra special that they're joining us this Saturday morning. I want to take a minute just to give a little bit of background on Krithi and Krish. So Krithi, in a sentence, Krithi comes from a comp background, works as a technical analyst in finance, but has a clear superpower for community, as evident by the sheer numbers of founders and seasoned investors that are in Chai Capital's network. Krish comes from a technical and product background, was a former founder of a fintech company, spent time in media worked in consumer services as a product manager, but he's also an expert in a word we'll, in true Chai Capital fashion, discuss more in this call called Jagat. I think let's start about the very beginning. What were both of you working on when Chai Capital began and where did you both first cross paths? Yeah, sure. First of all, thank you, Nithya. I'm very, very excited. We haven't really shared our story of Chai Capital at all. And so I think, and neither have I, and Krish and I have talked about this publicly. So honored for you to be sharing your story first, foremost, and for you to be joining the Chai Capital mission and team. And how we met, what we were working on. Honestly, very serendipitously, I think I was in a phase where the pandemic was a climax like climate point for me. I was in a phase of collecting dots and experiences and people where God really embedded. You would find me in every single Slack channel. You would find me in every single Twitter like conversation, what we wanted to work on. We knew we wanted to work together on something, whether it was going out to like build something, whether it was going to be working in some other capacity. And over time, we realized that we wanted to work together on a syndicate. If you asked me a year ago about venture, couldn't tell you much. My venture pieces began for me, like watching charts at a young age, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But beyond that, I knew a lot about angel investing. A lot of my friends were VCs and founders, but pivoting into venture at this earlier stage in my career wasn't really the next step. And we basically started a syndicate. And at that point, we were investing in founders that we believed in, but were, you know, immigrant founders, female founders, and realized that we were investing in South Asian founders above and most, and looked around. Obviously, there's tons of talent in our community, but no one's really investing in just South Asian founders. And that's kind of where Chai Capital took off the journey. Touched on so many things that I'm definitely going to double down on in this conversation. But I, I think what's been really cool for me to see is the number of iterations that you've gone through in such a short period of time. If you were to describe Chai Capital as it exists in its form today, how would you go about doing that for anyone listening? Yeah, I, I, could, I guess I could take it to start. But, you know, I think at the broadest level, you know, Chai Capital, and it's the first South Asian venture fund, right? And it's based out of the United States. We, we plan to invest in the 16 to 20 companies. You know, our fund size is 10 million. We're actively fundraising right now. Our plan is to close by the fall of 2022 and start deploying our capital beginning of 2023. You know, we realized that in terms of just South Asian in general, like it covers really the whole diaspora, right? Obviously we're based in the US, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, we won't talk to a founder who's based in Nepal or Sri Lanka or Pakistan or India or other parts of, of the world. The goal is truly to become a global fund. And while we're starting in the U.S., you know, South Asian diaspora really covers the whole gamut. 
So, you know, that's kind of a bit about our fun and quickly feel free to, you know, talk more about like the def the how we define South Asian, I think is really important too. I agree. I think South Asians are people like Krish and I. It's people who bridge South Asia and America and celebrates the the culture and heritage in their day-to-day lives. You're able to bring your whole self to the work that you put in. You know, Krish and I have talked to many founders and there's a certain relatability factor when we're talking to a South Asian founder. We can we understand their my parents wanted to be, be a doctor. I, you know, dropped out of college and, you know, my parents didn't support, like the community didn't support me going out and starting something on my own as a 17 year old. There's bridging that South Asian American immigrant upbringing and also being a fund, I think is two pronged. Chai Capital is built for South Asian founders, period. We want to be your first chapter, but also on like, it's a two pronged approach. We're also the people, this rising asset cost of like brown influence that we're, we're, we're giving access to this venture fund. I think that's also very, very important. There are certain people who have made it and they want to give back to the next generation of communities, give back, not by just capital, give back by their expertise their networks, all these like gate kept resources that are very, very decentralized and defragmented. We want to bring everyone together in one place. Chai Capital is that place, if you're a brown person, an aspiring founder, we want us to be the first place you go out and look for. Whether you're an aspiring founder, whether you're an engineer, whether you're a creative person who, you know, has has aspirations, Chai Capital is the first place that you should think of because we want to be that accessible venture fund. I think that's, if we were to say, what is Chai Capital? We are the most accessible venture fund to knowledge, knowledge about building something of your own. Yeah, totally. And I would just add one additional line to that is that with, with Chai, right? Like, and I think we've touched on this a bit, but venture is run by entirely you know, white men. That's, that's what it comes down to. And the amount of female representation is quite literally next to nothing. So we want to be the fund that not only dedicates our time and backs South Asian representation, both from an LP as well as a sourcing and company side, but also dedicating a lot of our time, effort, and resources towards South Asian females. So over the next 20 years, we really want to double down in terms of investing a thousand companies over the span of the funds, but also 500 of whom that will be from the South Asian female diaspora. So that's kind of our longer term vision and goal with Chai Capital, and we couldn't be more proud to be the ones to do it. Having that two-pronged approach where you're not only providing capital, but also community is one of the most unique aspects of how you guys have approached high capital. And I want to take it back to these three core pillars that you've talked about on your website and in the mission of what you're building. The first one you probably will have to define for some people listening today, which is the word God, which I think we're all very familiar with. Uh, the second you talk about on your website is a network of expertise. And the third is community building. What do these three mean to you? And let's start by defining the first one. Yeah, totally. So, so Jugard is a word that just is very near and dear to me, both personally and professionally. It's one that I think I admire for my parents, both of them respectively. But just to keep it simple, the, the easiest way to think of Jugard is like, can you turn nothing into something? Like, do you have that ability, that hustle mentality to be able to, you know, for example, if you need to build a bridge and you don't have the right piece of wood, can you think of other pieces to get you from A to B? Can you build a bridge without the piece of wood? right? Can you use plastic or metal or something else to take you there? I think that's the point of it all. So for us, for me, at least in my career, you know, personally, like I've always been in that, in that room or in that situation where it is, again, 
white male dominated or Stanford graduates that I'm consistently competing against, right? Whether it was getting into product or product management, or whether it was, you know, throughout Chai and in terms of fundraising. So for me, you know, I think that that's like the, the all encompassing challenge. And without having the infrastructure of going to these top branded schools or having a very successful resume to lean on, I think, you know, that's kind of the resemblance that we have here. If you think about the, the quote from Steve Jobs, you know, he, he usually says, stay hungry, stay foolish, right? Which basically means like setting your expectation and your ground to, to level zero consistently, right? It helps you stay grounded, helps you stay humble, and you're always hungry to take on the next challenge. And I think that has has a resemblance to, to Chugard. And I think that that allows you to create something from nothing. So that that's one thing that we completely embody by. And like, that's how we're taking Chai Capital day, day by day. Chris? Thoroughly, Jagar is in his spirit and his veins. But I think, you know, as you mentioned, the three pillars, Jagar, expert network, and community building, I think the core tenants of all those three blocks is people. What are those characteristics that make someone a South Asian, you know, person in general? And I think being like being Jagar, having an entrepreneur spirit, valuing good work, valuing good education. I think that has been taught us by, you know, the generations above us and something that we're always going to be passing down to generations after us. And something, you know, a lot of my friends and a lot of other, you know, South Asian networks, they grew up seeing their parents owning, working in gas stations, working in hotels, you know, I have so many friends working in their family clinics from days, you know, as a child to growing older. And that bookkeeping, helping their parents with legal translations, being a first, I'm the oldest daughter in my family, being an immigrant, being that bridge for our parents, being that translator. A lot of these characters that we have embodied, they're embedded in our veins, but you don't look at that as like, that's an entrepreneur, but that's what we're trying to say. And every one of these characteristics is what makes you an entrepreneur. We're cultivating and bringing these people together who already have this in their veins. We're teaching them, we're democratizing access to knowledge that all these characters are already in you. And just being able to like sprinkle access is what is going to be the next generation of founders. You know, Indian origin CEOs and the pipeline of talent, we're doing the choir here, but like that's evidence. But these people, you know, these generations have, they worked their way up. They worked 20 plus 30 years up the corporate ladder. Someone who is able to give access and, you know, these gate kept resources. You don't have to work 20 years up the corporate ladder. You can be in your prime, building a company, being an entrepreneur that if you have the itch and we want to be able to give that to you. And so I think those are the three core tenets of Chai Capital. Jagar, something that's already embedded in all of us. That expert network that, you know, Kush and I have cultivated and bringing people together is our superpower. We're able to bring, you know, both the Kush's eye network separately and then together it's, it's massive. One of Ralph Peace actually mentioned this the other day. He called it the Brown Mafia, which, you know, I, you know, I often say this, that other people have like seven nodes. Brown people have three nodes, either someone's your cousin, either, you know, so our nodes are immensely smaller and just being able to bring all of the immense talent, whether, you know, you're a doctor and you have expertise there, or, you know, you're an engineer or you're, you're a restaurant owner. I think there's so much value in being able to like pull all these resources and networks together is something Krisha and I have cultivated. And I think that's very important for Chai Capital. I think also like one, one additional note on Jugard, right, is like, for us, we don't come from a venture background. We don't, you know, we don't have the Stanford degrees. Once again, we, we are coming from, you know, a, a very Daisy, you know, household, right? So 
for us, we, our backs are against the wall consistently day in and day out. We weren't associates at adventure funds, right? That we can use to our advantage. We're, we're coming up with a lot of this on the spot in terms of our network, in terms of our nodes that we're consistently building, hosting events, partnerships that we're creating, LP relationships, so on and so forth. So for us, we really are taking that mentality of like, let's break the barriers down a bit. Let's, let's just bring our resources together. And if we have to fight through, you know, the consistent downfalls that we have to face, we're going to keep battling through and through. So that's kind of like who we are and what we're about and why we want to make Chai Capital like the yeah. ultimate venture fund in the space. And I think we're doing all this very publicly. This has been, you know, a year in the making. Obviously, we've had singular trajectories, but it's been very public, you know, how we're kind of building Chai Capital, which I think is very emerging for something that's kind of non-traditional. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And we'll obviously chat a bit about this in, in the coming questions, Nithya, but like just for us, we want to build a franchise of funds. Like we don't want to just start here. We have a longer term scope of where we want to take this. And I think that's the exciting part to really energize the community, right? It's not, we don't want to gatekeep this for ourselves. We want to educate and empower the rest and we want to keep the cycle going. So that's, that's what Chai Capital is really about. Before I ask you further about nodes that you've touched on, whether it's democratizing knowledge and access to VC, the number of female investors that are within the space, non-traditional South Asian founders, hearing you guys talk about the work that you do today, it brings me back, you mentioned a Steve Jobs quote, Krish, to my favorite Steve Jobs quote, which is the dots always connect looking back, never going forward. Is this something that you dreamed of happening? And what experiences did you have in the past that you feel prepared you or maybe led you to this moment? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, to be honest, I don't think either of us really anticipated like going out one day and saying, hey, we're going to start a venture fund like that. I don't think that was a course of our professional or personal careers, right? Or parts of life. I think one conversation sort of led to another. I remember Krithi and I, like, we used to chat on Slack and Twitter and, and you know, very Laurel, but then we ended up getting drinks and dinner one night and really just talking about life. And that kind of led to, you know, me taking the stem of asking the question, hey, you want to do you want to do this together, right? And I think day in and day out, we're chatting with LPs, investors, startups, and we're learning consistently about just different models or different mentalities or, or different companies. It's weird because we didn't really like stem out to do this, but naturally it's just all coming together. And honestly for us, like it, sometimes it is quite scary when we look at this and we're like thinking about the undertaking that we're going after. But I think, you know, to, to Steve Jobs's point, like when we look back and when we slow things down from whether it might be parties that we wanted to go to socially or other professions that we may wanted to pursue or interests that we wanted to take on. And if we're slowly like letting that go, you know, I think if we look back in the next five to 10 years, in other ways, it'll allow us to accelerate for ways that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. And I think that's the beauty of this all. So I, I definitely admire that quote. Yeah, something I like to add to that. I think this is bigger than Christian. You know, I've, I've had a lot of founders reach out, a lot of, you know, young entrepreneurs who saying, yes, this should exist. It's not like, why should this exist? Like, this has to exist. I think I've always been a proud South Asian, South Asian immigrant, proud South Asian. I grew, I was born in India. I moved to, you know, Southern Virginia when I was relatively young. Grew up in a pretty non-diverse area. You know, it's pretty predominantly white. I was the only basic immigrants or only like South Asia in the entire school district, uh, you know, it, but I've always was very proud of, you know, where I came from, who I was. I, you know, have my family from India comes and visits us all the time. But was something like this on the horizon ever? Not at all. I think I've always had a founder itch. 
that I want to do, I want to make an impact somehow. I had aspirations to run for office back in the day. Even when I Krish and I first talked, it was very much like meeting as friends. It was, you know, what would you be one of out of life, connecting over our, our South Asian heritage, but nothing on this is the mission and this is the vision from day one. And I, even when it evolved into like Chai Capital, it was very much fairly rapidly. It was like gradually, like throughout our lives, and like very suddenly, where you're seeing the fruition of it, like as a flywheel. But it's all been very, very rapidly and organic, I would say. It's just bigger than Christian I. This is very much for South Asians, by South Asians, for the community. Christian I are just very small, small, small parts of this larger mission. There's 3 billion South Asians globally. We want to be a billion dollar venture fund who's investing in giving access to a 16 year old from Nepal or Sri Lanka to someone who is a third time entrepreneur in the US. We want to be global and investing globally in South Asians. And that's the dots that we have kind of collected on. When you consider the, this global South Asian community and the Brown Index, we have to talk about what that looks like in the context of the United States. So India is around 1.2% of people in this country, but we make up 8.3% of unicorn founders. And I think when you consider just the sheer level of success that has come from a population that is otherwise extremely small in this country. It's clear that something remarkable has happened here that should be invested in further. My question for you is what, if any factors do you believe have contributed to the success? And in thinking about the future, what do you think can be done to 10X that growth where even more South Asians are taking the risk of becoming an entrepreneur? I can take a first stab at that. I, I think that's a great stat, but I think it's not the best stat. I think we are going to 10x that number. That is whether hypothesis with starting chai capitalism. We need to double down on that alpha. That I think, as I mentioned earlier, there are certain characteristics. I think it's very much founder driven. But they're not going to be, they're not going to be the next in the chai. There is a max of the number of those, the Indian origin CEOs. I think the next rising entrepreneurs are going to be young entrepreneurs who are building now. And a lot of those people are founders that we personally know. They worked at, you know, emerging startups and now are going after it. They had that jagar in their bones. They're hustling. Some might have a network, some might not. I, I want to take, actually bring an example of a friend that we recently chatted with. Her name is Deb. She was the ex-head of product at PayPal. She's an incredible founder, led emerging products, and she was like, I want to go out and start something on my own. And her passion was interior design. She was a YC founder in, I think, last cohort. She's building a startup called Kriya. But as she was building this, she was like, even though I've been embedded in the San Francisco tech culture for so long, I did not know how to go about talking to, you know, ventures, talking to funds and talking to VCs and how to actually raise capital. How do I even go to incorporate LLC? These like small questions, if you don't have the network, Going from zero to one, it's more intensive. She was like, I love the mission. And so if I had access to something like this, I could have scaled much more easier. And so people like that, I think are the next unicorn founders and being able for a child to be part of their mission and for them to be providing access to their network is something I think will make the next unicorn founders and how we can help them scale to more than just 10x. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, Nithya, honestly, like the question you're asking, it really exemplifies what we're doing. That's really the point of Chai Capital is the fact that there are really talented individuals out there that can 10X their business or even 10X plus their business, but they're clearly not getting the representation that they deserve. 
So for us, like we couldn't be, you know, more thrilled to be able to chat with these founders and back them. And I think that to, to Prithi, what you mentioned, right? Jugard is once again, the theme of this conversation, but it really, it's in the blood of South Asian founders, right? They're, you know, they're able to take and stretch a dollar way further than other folks can. I think that's the important thing, right? So that's kind of what we're super excited about and like being able to, to chat with more of these founders and overall back them, right? And I think like that's the, the moral of the story. And as those companies and founders exit, I'm sure they're going to want to start funds themselves. And because we're building the infrastructure today, we can then back them as well. So the cycle is only starting and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon and the ecosystem will only get bigger and bigger. So that's what that's what it's all about. Kirthi, speaking to the story that you mentioned, you have somebody, the head of product at one of the largest tech companies, but is not necessarily educated about what the VC ecosystem looks like. It's no secret, female founders have secured, I believe it's 2% of VC funding in 2021. This is among the lowest it's been in the past couple of years. And something you, Chris, have specifically spoken about in the past is this desire to bring greater access to the world of VC through education. Can you talk about why that's so important to you and how you're addressing that with Chai? Yeah, totally. No, it's funny. I think you and I have spoken this about a bunch before. And you know, while I might be the hustler and the entrepreneurial person, I've chatted about it a bunch. You know, I actually do value education. Uh, you know, my mom recently graduated. She got her master's in, in health sciences after being away from academia for over 40 plus years. You know, I went back to NYU to take graduate courses, you know, despite working in the industry. You know, I have a lot of legal friends who will part-time have gotten their JD while building a company, while have worked in the industry for the sake of education. That's truly where it stems from. So, you know, education is the building blocks that opens new doors, right? You know, without that framework, it's incredibly difficult to, to essentially open doors into other areas. So like, think about it, like the Steve Jobs quote that you mentioned, right? Like, for example, you wouldn't have known about it if you didn't hear it at his commencement. We wouldn't have known about it if we didn't hear about it from you. And I think that's the whole point of education. It might not be traditional in the sense you went to a graduate studies or undergraduate and actually learned it, but I think generally education is so important. So if we have the ability to educate in our own way, whether it be through tweets or whether it be through YouTube videos or podcasts or whatever the form may be, I think the journey of how to start a fund, how to start a syndicate, the tricks to investing or sourcing deals, you know, will be incredibly value add to individuals that are listening to this, that are reading our tweets and are thinking about, hey, I want to be the next Chai Capital. I want to start my own fund or my own syndicate. How do I get started? Right. And even for us, we learned about it by, by chatting with folks that, you know, are similar ages to us and have started their own funds too. We took the time out and, and really spent the time to, to really understand the mechanics of how to start a fund. So for us, it was a learning process too. So if we can pave that path forward and, you know, educate the next wave, I think that's, that's kind of what uh, Chai Capital is about. Chai Capital's superpower, I think in many ways has been community. And it's no secret could be that you've been such a leader in a lot of the recent events that you've been planning. And first, tell us about some of these events to meet so many people, again, that are both founders, investors, working in tech, working in non-traditional fields come together. I'd love to learn more about how you've approached community and what do you think is the secret to building the engaging community that you have around Chai? Of course, yeah, I think 
I think community has been a very pivotal part of Chai Capital and like without it, it wouldn't be Chai Capital. Some of the events that we have thrown have been incredibly fun behind the scenes organizing them. And I think for me to hear and just see the energy in the room and seeing people inspired as they leave. The event, one of the first events we threw with American India Foundation, a nonprofit, was the Shark Tank Pitch Night. I've been dreaming about like kind of putting all this together for a long, long time and being able to, you know, I was supposed to pick five founders to pitch. I ended up picking nine founders to pitch at this event because I was like, I wanted you to be able to showcase your entire product. And so I ended up picking nine founders. It was a three-hour event, a bull investor panel with Stinkta from Juggernaut, Rushi Roy from Embrani, Krish from Chai Capital as judges. And it was just an incredible, incredible turnout, which I did not expect at all. We had over... 220 people attend. It was one of our pivotal moments where it was, you know, a lot of people learned about us. It was like morality in that moment, a lot of word of mouth where even to this date, people know Chai Capital from that pioneering event. And from that, I was like, we have to do more of these. We have to bring people together in a room because there is so much organic, genuine relationships, which I think is the core product of a community. Community should never be monetized. Community is about people and the core product, I think, is listening to people, being a listener, being genuine, building long-term relationships where you're not talking about business. Like if, if no one ever did a business deal at an event that I, we put on together, if someone went and like made a friend and, you know, got coffee or, you know, made one general relationship, I think that's something that would be fruitful for us. We've been trying to make our event as accessible as it can be, which is a key product, I think, for our community. Oftentimes, you want to champion your first early, you know, 10 founders or 10, you know, 10 members of your community and 100. And now we're at that scale where I want to keep the same pillars that we've had, which is like being accessible, building general relationships with as we scale is something I want to keep in mind. What else have we hosted, Krish? We're hosting another one next week, which is like an IPL screening. A lot of people have been reaching out to us now to host events. Times Bridge, which is the investment arm of Times Groups in India, they'll be in town next week. And so we're hosting like an IPL screening. And I think a lot of events that we're putting on together have been very organic, very spur of the moment. And, you know, it's been people want to generally come to these events to learn more about tech and to meet, build those relationships, which have never been part of their life. And I think I think we're building Chai Capital, a pebble point where people want to have that genuine y'all to online network and experience and also there is a giant giant wave of brown excellence across entertainment across media across tech and venture this is the the perfect time to be building chai capital and to be raising a venture fund and to be investing in south asian founders and i think the community is right behind the core product that, that wave we're kind of capitalizing on yeah, I think that's kind of the core three products, I would say. It's something I want to keep in mind as we scale this community. Because at the end of the day, it is for South Asians, by South Asians, by the community. And I think in venture, I was thinking if I want to talk about venture for a second, I think some things that I want to invest in personally at Chai Capital is I think a core product of whatever you're building is community. Whether you're building in health tech, whether you're building in fintech or crypto, whatever it may be, very much the core product that you're building is a community. And the same thing at Chai Capital. I think the future of emerging funds and the next generation of funds are going to be building community. If you cannot build a community, if you cannot take your learnings from the community, you won't be able to be one of the top one, you know, tier funds without having a community as for your core product. And that's something we're, I think, starting early at the onset of building Chai Capital.
Yeah, no, quite frankly, I think Prithi hit the nail on that one as well. Even on, on my end, like even this week alone, and quite frankly, within within the last 30 minutes, I actually got a couple of text messages, but like one one friend happened to get coffee this morning with another friend that they both met at one of our events. And this same thing, Prithi actually mentioned to me yesterday, she sent me a text of, you know, another one of our friends who happened to go out with a bunch of other friends that they ended up meeting through one of our events. So it's happening through and through, and it's not very transactional. It's very like social. And I think that when you build the, the relationship and the friendship, you end up doing, you know, business relationships, all that for the, for the next 10 years. And I think we're just setting the tone, right? And, and for us, like we got the 10, we got the hundred, we're hitting that thousand mark. And now the next is to take it to the next level. And I think that's what Chai Capital is really about, bringing together people from all walks of life that, that bring a lot of diverse backgrounds and skills and subsets to the table. And for us, you know, Krithi did mention we've done a couple of big name events. We're also doing a lot of happy hours, private dinners. You know, we recently did a happy hour with Wakefield, for example. We have another one coming up with City Ventures and Middesk and a couple other fintech firms. Um, so the list is not stopping. It's only growing and we want to keep capitalizing it and, and keep expanding it for the communities to come. So that's that's really what our community is truly about. And I want to highlight, I think what she mentioned, they were bringing people from all walks of life, I think is the key. I think oftentimes, you know, venture events, they're very gatekeepers for their founders, people they've invested in. I think we've been very cognizant of opening our network. So we're bringing in GPs of other venture funds. We have people from NYU who are currently in college talking and now working with people who are GPs of venture funds or angel investors. So I think that's very key into building this community is we're opening our networks and these GPs are also opening their networks because, you know, they see the value in the community that we're building together. Being open and accessible to people from all walks of life as you're learning, we're also learning. So I think that's been very key in building these genuine relationships and community at Chai. Yeah. And also, if you think about it, if you go back to New York City Tech, you know, back in 2013, 2014, at least when I was getting started, you know, for me, even getting internships, I had to go quite frankly, door to door. I was knocking on buildings. Like I went inside buildings. It was like knocking and trying to hustling in to get internships. Right. And I think the modern day version of that back in like 2020 was, you know, through Zoom and, and building out through Twitter. Right. I think today, as we start to slowly get out of the pandemic, I think it's building community events and in real life relationships. I think, you know, for example, like what Kriti mentioned, having those NYU students chat with those GPs of Sequoia, they are actively not only deploying into cap or having relationships with their LPs, but they're also wanting to hire and build out, you know, associates, interns, so on. So by not gatekeeping the, the community and bringing it all together, I think that's what allows, you know, folks within the Chai Capital orbit to really expand and to succeed. Also, one thing I want to highlight, we haven't mentioned our fellow cohort. I think they've also been very, very pivotal building Chai Capital in the community. When I first, you know, tweeted about manifesting the South Asian Venture Fund, which was one of our first viral tweets. And I think honestly, the very pivotal point of the idea really taking a spearhead, we had an influx of people reach out like, is this real? Is this legit? How can I help? I want to support the mission. So I think that has also been very pivotal. People generally want to help like how can i help how can i support we had over 50 people want to be part of the fund and so we chose about seven to eight people in high school people who are in college people who are recent graduates and they're super ambassadors of the mission 
They help us in due diligence. Founders go to them for as the first pre-check, you know, before Krish and I. They've been integral in kind of spearheading some of these events. We have someone in Atlanta. We have someone in California. What Krish and I have been building could not have been possible without our founding fellow cohort, which you'll get to see more about. They've been behind the scenes more, but they'll be more public very, very soon. That ambassadorship of Chai, I felt that when I came to New York a couple of weeks ago, right? I think about how I first met Kirby and Krish. I was going to some of these events and just talking about this interview series that I'm excited to start hosting, where I'm continuing this journey of telling the stories of different founders. And every place that I went, when I spoke about Asian founders and what that looks like in the US and India and Singapore and globally, the first thing I always heard was, wait, have you met Chai Capital? And after hearing it five, six, seven times, I realized, okay, I have to figure out what's going on here. And it travels so far beyond the specific events you might mention. It's the broader ecosystem that's built around it. I want to touch on this idea of cultural capital. I think one of the most interesting interviews that we will be sharing later on this series as well was one I did with a 19-year-old founder based out of Mumbai. He was studying for his board exams, but built a drone straight out of his apartment. He would run around in his bike and get equipments from different traders and factories and the build drone pieces, which are behind his screen in his own apartment. He asked his parents if he could take one year to go all in on entrepreneurship. And they said, we want you to study for your board exams. And after that, you're going to university and studying to become an engineer. Something he said that Trevor will stick with me was it's so important that we're telling the stories of South Asian founders, but also that there's investors that understand the specific nuances of what it means to be an entrepreneur as a South Asian. It's cultural capital. It's not just that people are South Asian. It's not just about, you know, founders that are of South Asian background, but it's also understanding what does that cultural or founder background specifically look like in a way that you, Krithi and Krish, and other people of South Asian descent might immediately resonate with, but people from, you know, more traditional backgrounds might not. And so I want to end by asking this theme of by South Asians for South Asians, how do you think that's captured in the design of the fund? Yeah, and that's a great quote. And then I think cultural capital is a great term that we've been using more and something that's at the core thesis of Chai, I think. Chai, yes, it's we're investing in South Asian founders, but cultural capital is a core tenant of what it is and means to be having that funding and backing of South Asian investors into Chai, into the next wave of South Asian talent. So how Krishna and I have thought about this, we want our fund to be at least 75% or coming from South Asian LPs and not, you know, institutional and pension funds. Yes, a small subset, but for our first fund, we wanted community capital cultural community capital where you know there's funds of funds individuals who are part of venture yes we want that expert network we also want people who are bootstrap who are small to medium business owners bootstrap ventures who are incredibly smart they embody the jagar mission they embody chai capital but they don't have access to traditional venture funds they don't have access to wealth creation right now venture is to this date in 2022 predominantly white and male dominated and and old Krish and I were in the meeting the other day and this guy 
we're talking about a, you know a sharp that he's building and he's talking to Krish the entire time and looking at him in the eyes and you know this is someone that we could have potentially invested in we may be investing in him whatever but would not have a conversation with me or sometimes i've been in rooms where males don't talk money with me it's all about the community and the mission and vision but closing deals like actually collecting the capital. And so I want to change that. I think it's very, very pivotal where women are, they have money, resources, and capital, and they should be able to actively have those conversations, be part of making deals and closing deals, and be investors in LP funds. I think someone who's doing a great job, which I'd be remiss not to mention, is Nature Futures Fund. I think what Mike Lee is building with Nature Futures Fund, where women, South Asian women, are all LPs, I think that was incredible and someone we definitely look up to as a North Star. We want a lot of LPs at Tri Capital also to be brown females, to, to be angel investors for the first time in Tri Capital. That would be, you know, huge for us. Even when we first started the syndicate, we were investing in Lita Health with Lisa. Most of our LPs, even for our first syndicate, were mostly female brown entrepreneurs and founders as LPs. Something we want to definitely embody and in fun one for us as well. Keep a small part of it for community. So I think we have like three subsets of people we're targeting as LPs who bring and embody that cultural capital for doubling down on the South Asian wave. Yeah, totally. And just to add, going back to the lack of representation here, right? Like what Krithi mentioned, it was very interesting because we were talking about a car company and that was the, the company that was of attention. But, and obviously like when you think of cars, the males in the room were basically like looking at, at me and it was just very awkward because five minutes after I texted Krithi when we left that meeting and I was like, trust me, I know I saw that, right? And she was like, okay, good. I'm glad that you saw that too, right? And even fast forward, you know, a few weeks later, we were in a, a separate event and, you know, Krithi, myself and one LP were standing next to each other. She was a female LP. Consistently, there were three, four, five males that kept coming to me and were saying hello, but were interrupting detailed conversation it's to a point where at one point I had to step aside, had to let them continue their conversation. But the little details that we noticed that happen consistently in the space need to change. If we're able to participate in many more female companies as well, I think that will allow us to build a more diverse group and audience that can set the tone for the next wave for sure. I think also a key thing I want to highlight is, you know, two founders, like why should we be on your cap table? Because I think what we're offering is beyond capital. We're offering cultural capital, cultural capital, which is connecting with a community and we're offering this network community and Jagar and resources. And this expert network of all of our LPs who are absolutely killers and leaders in their respective fields and being able to have that open network of if you're building a house tag, we have LPs who are leaders in health tech. You're talking directly with people who have made it, who are trailblazing entrepreneurs and who have access and resources beyond just capital and something we can offer to our founders. I think that's also very, very key into why founders want us on their cap, on cap table. Yeah, I would also just lastly highlight that, you know, for us, again, it's, it's, we really like to emphasize that it's not transactional. It is about building a relationship here. And it's funny, I was just on a phone call yesterday around 9pm with one of my buddies now who's running a, you know, an enterprise graded software pre-seed and seed round. And 
we're, we're not even chatting at to this level now about the business. It's just about where we see ourselves in life and future and vision and friends and has turned the, the shift more personal, right? And I think as we can be more personal with our portfolio companies and with our LPs, it bridges that barrier down of like, I'm giving you a check and you're responsible for doing X, Y, and Z. It's that plus the fact of, hey, this is where we're thinking about the future and this is what we're empowered by. And if, if there's a shared vision there and a shared alignment, that just makes venture way more fun and exciting, quite frankly. And that just gets us out of bed and motivates us to want to keep this going and, and make the mission not for us, but for the future way more powerful. I always like to end with just some fun questions. First, we have to know what both of your chai orders are. I'll let Chris <laughs> post first because Krithi's might get her canceled a little bit. Yeah, no, it's funny. So when we were coming up with the name too, we had a list of different names like Dosa Capital, like Samosa Capital, like <laughs> Jai, and then it was like Jai Capital. And like, you know, Krithi was coming up with all these different names. And like, I stumbled upon that one. I was like, well, Jai is my favorite drink in the morning. So complete bias. <laughs> we're going with that one. Um, so for me, I love masala chai and I need it with like a dash of milk and I'm trying to avoid sugar as much. So I put honey in mine, but that's been my go-to lately. I like that. My chai, this, if I were ever to get canceled for something, this is, <laughs> this is probably what it would be. So I like my chai iced. I like my chai with oat milk. I want of those, but I do want to give a shout out to Kolkata Chai. I love their iced chai latte with oat milk. Yes, that's my favorite type of chai. But I do make a really mean chai. It's a staple for all of our meetings. It's a must. (laughs) If we're doing diversity of South Asian experiences, we have to accept these kinds of chai orders too. 100%. (laughs) There you go. Is there anything on Chai Capital, Krithi Krish, that you guys want to talk about that we have not touched on this conversation? No, I think, you know, honestly, we're just so thankful that we have so much support from of diverse group of individuals, C-levels, founders, individuals that aren't even a part of tech and startups that just give really interesting feedback that we haven't even thought of that allows us, you know, to keep going and fighting this effort. And Krithi and I were thinking about this the other day, but sure, we are fun and that's the goal, but it's, it's a mission, right? Like that's the point of this all. It's a path forward to allow individuals that haven't been able to get involved in this ecosystem the opportunity. And that's really what we're, we're about and what we embody and like what we want to take forward. And, you know, we wake up sometimes and we're just like, you know, it is difficult to run this, but we're thinking about it. And we're, it's not about us. It's a mission that's way bigger than, than us. And that's what really keeps us going. So we couldn't be more happy. And, you know, that, that's what, what Chapel is all about. Agreed. I think also what it means for South Asians for something like this to exist. I think South Asians in general, which I'm kind of generalizing, but you know, generations before us, I think my parents always kind of instilled as immigrants moved here, keep your heads down, value good education, value good work, don't make a lot of noise. I think we're at this pinnacle trajectory in life right now. South Asians are making a lot of noise. And like what it means for venture, the first South Asian venture fund to be existent in general, no matter how much we raise, you know, what happens, it's for a fund like Chai Capital to exist. I think that's very, very key for, for South Asians around the world. That's something I think is very, very exciting. And we've heard a lot, just general support about this mission means so much to Krish and I. And that's what keeps us going, honestly, like day in and day out. Krish and I are just so ready to get started and then and just start building more and more. Yeah, totally. And just quickly, one last note, but I mean, yeah. even for, for both Krithi and I, like, 
both of our parents tell us time and time again, and it's similar to, I'm sure most South Asians, but it's doctor, lawyer, also just focus on, you know, don't jump ship, don't do this thing full time, you know, you know, make sure you have a secure job. That's the common like theme of our conversation. Uh, my parents are saying this to me, but I also, so yeah. like, we're not getting this either. We resonate with founders to the T. On, to like, the T, yeah. Family. Yeah, no, totally. For us, like we, we totally understand, you know, most founders, how they're in this position right now and how they're going about it. As we progress, we want them to progress too. So we're, we're in this journey with them together. But yeah, I think we'd like to end on this note. <laughs> Let's end it right there. It was so great to hear more about Chai. Again, I've known both of you behind the scenes for a little while now, but I think it's so important for uh, your story to be out in public because as we're bringing community, technical expertise, founders, relationships, people from every walk of life together in telling the story of the South Asian experience and building the future of what that story looks like. It's important to know where all that begins. And I'm excited to start this series with your story and all the founders to come in this new umbrella of Czech Capital. So thank you both for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nathia. We really appreciate it.